Welcome to episode 110 of Shannon on Batman. On tonight's episode, we are happy to have Mario Francisco Robles on. If you have been around the last couple of years, you have heard or seen some of his articles, read him. He's He was a writer for the Splash Report, Latino Review, IGN. Like He's written for so many different things. You've probably also heard him on his own podcast, El Fanboy Podcast, and the Revengers podcast, and he is currently the editor-in-chief of Revenge of the Fans. So this will be episode 110. We will be talking about so much, so much stuff. Sorry for kind of like a little hiatus from us. We want to make sure that you know, like I was, you know, busy, you know, getting close to my dream as being a teacher. Kyle's setting up his own Twitch. You know, he's get, he's making his headway. Kyle, will you will you talk about some of the things that you were doing there before we jump into this this uh, episode about Twitch? Oh, just in case, because I feel like people are like, where, where have you been the last couple of weeks? <laughs> There's been a lot of news, but we have good reason for that. I mean, yeah, since since everyone else has been busy, like I, I obviously Justin said, you know, he's working on becoming a teacher. That that takes a lot of work. Uh, Mr. Tom Harper over there. He has a kid on the way any day now, so he needs to get all the, those preparations. And he's about to go back on tour. And he's about to go on tour. You know, he plays in the band and all that. So he's super, super busy. Uh, so I've just kind of been doing my own thing. I've been uh, working on setting up a Twitch channel where it's you know just kind of a place to hang out, playing games, talking to people, getting them involved with discussions. It's kind of just kind of hanging out, having a good time with people almost every night. So if you're ever, ever looking to do something, you know, killing some time, you want to want to hang out, talk some games, talk some other nerd stuff at comic books. You know, I'm always over there at uh, twitch.tv slash learning Kyle. Yeah. Like, like Kyle said that Tom, Tom has not quit. I I've received a few messages on Twitter. Where's Tom been the last couple of episodes. He's just on like a little brief hiatus. Um, he's been busy uh, putting the, like he's a part of like a new band, but he still plays with his old band, but he's about to go on tour. So we, They've been really, you know, busting their ass to get that. Like Kyle said, he's about to have a kid. Tom will be back. He just, you know, it might be another month or two before we have him back on regularly. But whatever he, you know, when he's free. So we've been kind of doing these late in the evening. Um, that's kind of like why he hasn't been on. So he hasn't, he's gone nowhere. Just on a brief hiatus. He will be back on shortly. Just, you know, our lives kind of like take over sometimes. Like I'm like right there. Like I can now apply for teaching positions. So that's, that part is done. Like we love, we love uh, our, our listeners. We love, you know, our patrons for Patreon. So we were slowly, but surely getting back into the swing of doing this Shannon on Batman Lords of film podcast. So thank you for that. And let's jump right into episode 110. So welcome onto the show, Mario. We're really happy to have you. So to start off, our favorite character is Batman. Really? That's shocking. And yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I have that, no it's, idea. It's crazy that that worked out that way. <laughs> I, it could have been Shanlin on Green Lantern, but it's it not. Could have, but it, it wouldn't have had the same ring to it. That's really. what it is no, on a different earth somewhere. <laughs> 
Earth 89. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so how are you first introduced to the character of, of Batman? Was it, you know, the 66 TV show? Was it a yes, comic? It was. No, it was, was the 89 a... <clears throat> Batman. No, it was actually the uh, the '60s TV show Batman and Robin. You know, they were showing reruns of it on television in the mid '80s somewhere along the way, and that's how I started watching it. And my dad started recording it on VHS for me, and that yeah, that was really kind of my 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 intro into that world. And also, I've always been big on getting into characters via their action figures because when I was a kid. You know, I didn't have any brothers or sisters, so my toys were kind of like everything. And my first few toys were Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And I would just play with them for hours and hours and make up my own little storylines. And that's kind of one of the first ways where I kind of developed like a, I don't know, just like a kinship with these characters. Just kind of, you know, telling my own Batman and Superman stories in my room using the toys. You, you dated yourself. You said toys, VHS. <laughs> And the 80s. <laughs> well, I'm 34, you know, so I, I'm, I'm just being honest here, being honest. But um, since you did You're mention like, Netflix, Batman, what's that? Yeah, wait, what is this? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm on my way to Blockbuster, you crazy kids. Um, <laughs> but then it wasn't until 89, I guess, where things got kicked up a notch. You know what I mean? Like, then I was six. But I would say from, like, between three up until uh, – from the ages of, like, three to five – it was all about Batman and Robin and the, the the action figures, and then '89 came out. You know the Tim Burton movie, and that's where I was like, "Whoa, he's really amazing!" You know, like that's when it became real for me. Um, did the animated series play a role in your in your fascination with the character, or was it just the movies, or was it all everything oh, combined? No, then, then, that, for me, I, I kind of consider. You know, uh, like, so Burton's 80, you know, the 89 movie got me, uh, it made it more intense. And then the animated series, like, just cemented it as Batman is now just like a force in my life. Like, for even though, like, they weren't necessarily canonically, you know, uh, in line, but they had the same sort of music and the tone, that dark gothic tone to it. So for me, I always, you know, even though it wasn't really, I, I treated the series as a, as a, um, as a companion piece, even though, you know, it really wasn't. Um, but Could yeah. you imagine a world without Batman the Animated Series? It's such a staple for uh, Yeah. So, like, it's really, like, for us, you know, the 89 movie was kind of like our entree to, to Batman. But it was the animated series, you know, coming home after school and watching that. And the other day I was thinking, I was thinking about like, what would our lives be without that great animated series? Would, yeah. would our love for Batman be as intense, uh, passionate, um, or would it just be kind of like a fly, by, like a fly by, you know, some of those other characters like the Punisher or Spawn? Yeah, no, you know, I, I think you're right. I think it definitely sort of cemented his place in pop culture because, it, you know, it's one of these things where, you know, it had the audacity to take itself seriously. You know, it really had that detective noir sort of tone to it. It, it didn't play just for kids. You know, like your parents could watch in the background and think, well, wow, this is actually pretty interesting. You know, it, it was one of those things. It was one of the first times I can remember seeing like a, a comic book character treated in a way where – this is grown-up stuff. This isn't just, you know, fun and color and kids, you know, and then pow, bang, boom. You know, it was like, this is, you know, this is serious business. And it really sort of established that tone for, for Batman that a lot of us, you know, an entire generation of people grew up on. 
the Joe Schumacher films. <laughs> I, I'd say that first. I'm a revisionist historian, and really? I, I, I submit that Batman Forever is more comic book faithful than the Burton films. I can get behind that. I can totally and get behind that. What What are your thoughts? Let's 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 leave Batman and Robin. Uh, you know, in the in the in the pet cemetery of Justice League or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's leave it that there. But let's let's talk about Batman Forever because that movie. The last couple years have you know myself and a few others you know like wow Val Kilmer is really strong. Jim Carrey gives a great performance. You know they're actually yeah. doing they're doing things about Bruce Wayne and not so much the villains. What what is your take on? Bat, Joel Schumacher's first, you know, go around the Batcave, if you will, of uh, Batman Forever. Well, here's the thing. I mean, a, a part of me wants to rewatch it as a grown up, but like, I, I honestly haven't seen it since like the mid to late 90s. So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm not a big rewatcher. Uh, it's just kind of, it's one of my things, right? I tend to just like, I'll see a movie and I'll form my opinion on it and I kind of just kind of leave it there. And there are certain movies I will return to usually when I'm trying to introduce them to someone else. But more often than not, I tend to not like sit and watch a movie again. So I honestly haven't seen Batman Forever in probably 20 years. Um, so, you know, but so, so, so my recollection may be a little hazy, but, um, you know, I remember one thing that like, you know, I, I, I did enjoy the film. I was a big Val Kilmer fan. And I, I was a huge Jim Carrey fan. So that all really factored in in a very positive way for me. But I remember not being able to get over the fact that Two-Face just felt like a Joker knockoff. Like it didn't feel like a true Two-Face. I, I, I didn't see that there, were, uh, there, there was a duality to the character once, he, you know, once his origin was established. He was just another cackling bad guy in a suit. You know what I mean? I was just like, this is just Joker light. You know, this didn't feel quite right. But um, <laughs> Joker <yeah>. light. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Because like Two Face is a pretty compelling villain. But I, yeah, did, I don't think Tommy Lee Jones did it much. Just, and that and and that says something because he's a great actor. There was something about the script or the way he was directed. I just felt like Schumacher did not understand that villain or that villain's appeal. Um, and I felt that even when I saw it, when I was you know maybe I was like thirteen or fourteen, whenever that was, when I was twelve. Um, yeah, I still, I still walked away thinking like that, that really wasn't Two-Face. Because on top of that, I'd seen Two-Face on the Batman, the animated series where they handle it so well, you know? So it, once again, we circle back to the animated series. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think we've had the definitive version of Harvey Dent mm. Two-Face on the big screen. I really like Aaron Eckhart's portrayal of Harvey Dent. But For the nine would, minutes we got him? Yeah. Yeah. And then like the two minutes we got him as, you know, Two-Face. I, I'm really hoping that these next films really they they don't oversaturate Gotham with like 500 million villains. Like we actually yeah. get, you know, Batman taking on you know this greater threat of mm -hmm. of Harvey Dent of of Two Face. So since we've kind of like jumped into this, um, what I, I've been wanting to ask this question for a while. And it's, I'm glad you're on the show tonight because you know this may come, this may come off like bad. But would you <laughs> rather 
have Ben Affleck return to the role of Batman, or would you rather have Matt Reeves direct the Batman? Hmm. Definitely have Matt Reeves direct Batman. Really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm personally kind of done with Affleck's tenure. You know, you know what it is the the theatrical cut of Justice League. He 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 phoned it in so obviously that it completely soured me on ever wanting to see him in the cowl again. And that's the thing I loved him in Batman v Superman. I walked away from that thinking. I mean, and that's the thing I was never a, a, an Affleck as Batman uh, Batman detractor either. You know, when, when all that backlash happened when he was first announced, I'm like, no, I I could see this being pretty special. And the movie came out and it lived up for, as far as I was concerned in terms of how Batman was portrayed. Uh, but then, you know, between all the drama behind the scenes and the the performance he turned in, I should I should say, quote unquote, performance he turned in for Justice League. <laughs> I'm just like, I if I never see him under the cowl again, I'll be fine. Really? It's so interesting. Yeah. Um, so it was, if, if he would have not phoned it in and he would have given the, you know, the portrayal he did in BVS and then in Suicide Squad as well, would you, would you maybe that, you know, the. Yeah, then I think it would, uh, yeah, the, the, the playing field would be a little different then for me. Interesting, interesting. And then like on, on the flip side, you're saying that you'd probably prefer Matt Reeves to Batman, but. Would Matt Reeves actually be your first pick as a director for that movie? Uh, no, but that's the thing. Like, you know, my first choice is like pie in the sky that I don't think would ever happen. But I, I've been saying for years I would kill for a David Fincher Batman movie. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Like Ooh. that would be my thing. And then the funny thing is then you hear these little murmurs that Reeves is apparently looking at Fincher stuff while putting together his Batman script and the story he wants to tell. You know, the, uh, when I, I've spoken to people who said that he's been watching movies like The Game and Seven and stuff like that as he prepares for this. So the, it seems like he might be going for a Fincher-esque tone. But I'm like, well, okay, well, I guess that's as good as it's going to get. Because honestly, you know, I, I don't see Fincher doing it. But, I, you know, that that's my dream pick. David Fincher would be a great pick. Um, I really, I'm just really starting to fall in love with Alex Garland. You know, oh, yeah. X. Was Ek Machina or however you pronounce Ex that? Ex Machina and Annihilation. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really digging his stuff. But another director that's kind of someone that I personally am a fan of is Peter Berg. After watching Patriots Day mm -hmm. and how he was able to really make Boston a character amongst, you know, this this backdrop. Yeah, of, yeah. You know, the marathon bombings. I was like, wow, and. He has Commissioner Gordon already, so he's in that movie. <laughs> Their first, I always submit that's the first taste of Commissioner Gordon was in Patriots Day. Yeah. Um. So there's always, you know, we last week was it last week where there was this like Twitter fire where you know Campia came on. And he's like, "Well, there's there's something going on behind the scenes. I'm not going to tell yeah. you what, but it's not good." And, and, you know, everyone speculated that, well, maybe Matt Reeves is leaving. Yeah. Um, what's your – I don't know if if you're able to talk about it, but what's yeah. your, if you are able to talk about it, what's your take sure. on, you know, the, you know, the behind the scenes, if you will, yeah. at Warner Brothers with what's been going on? Because, it's like, day to day, it seems like the world, you know, 
we're, Earth One's just died off. Earth Two's like falling away. Earth Three, like they can't figure <laughs> this thing out. So, well, honestly, while conducting my 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 own investigation and speaking to people who actually work at Warner Brothers, you know, I have a couple of sources there. Everyone kind of comes up empty. They're like, I keep hearing like, we don't know what he's talking about. And then they mention things that they think it could be, but none, you know, none of it sounds all that earth shattering. Like with regard to Matt Reeves and the Batman thing, you know, it all I've heard is that Matt Reeves and DC Entertainment, be it Walter Hamada personally or not, or some other representative of DC Entertainment, they've been having discussions because apparently the studio is starting to get somewhat impatient. You know, they want they want some action here. He's had the job for for a year now. And meanwhile, he's out there, you know, developing projects for Netflix now that he signed that new deal. They just got mm -hmm. a green light over at Fox for this other one called uh, Epoch uh, Index that uh, Brad Payton's going to direct. You know, he seems to be doing all kinds of other things. And DC is like, listen, buddy, you know, we gave you Batman. You know, <laughs> what what are we doing here? Because, you know, we, we want to try to get to a Batgirl movie. We want to try to get that Nightwing movie going. But we're not going to touch those until we know what's going on with our Dark Knight. So I've heard that, the, you know, basically the two sides have been having discussions. I haven't heard them characterized as contentious. It doesn't seem to be as volatile or as tense as it was when they were breathing down Ben Affleck's neck. Uh, last year, which led him to, you know, fly the cave. But when it comes Unintended. to Reeves, you know, <laughs> you know, when it comes to, to Reeves and all this, it just seems to be like you know, there have been some discussions going on where they're trying to get some sort of timetable and something in place so that they know what is going on with with a character that really is a, a pillar in this franchise. You know, they, they see Batman as a central part of this narrative, you know, of, of their future. So that's all I've really heard. And, and anytime I try to follow up, it's just like no one really knows what he's talking about. So, right. you and, know, and that's, that's as good as I get. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, like they, they want to get Batgirl and Nightwing. It seems like Matt Reeves is actually holding up these other projects because yeah. I, I assume he wants to cast his own Batman because – uh, you know that rumor was going around that you know he'd been looking at Jake Gyllenhaal. There, I've yeah. heard other other names pop up here or there, um, but it seems like he is actually the one who's holding up these other you know the you know these other projects that can. Yeah, and by the way, while films. he's been cryptic, that is something that Campia has let slip. Yeah, I was having some conversation with uh, the guys over at Batman on Film on Twitter, and uh, Campia actually chimed in saying that Reeves is absolutely holding things up because um, Batman on Film was claiming that, like, no, he's not really holding anything up. You know, they were never going to make Batgirl anyway, and his movie's going to be a standalone. You know, with all due respect to uh, to Jet, you know, I, I love Bill Ramey. But he seems to be off here, and and Campia chimed in, basically saying that Matt Reeves is absolutely holding things up. There are other projects that are contingent on his film. Yeah, and you know, this is these are the one of the few times that I would actually have to agree with uh, Campia because if if Matt Reeves's Batman had been cast, they were ready to film. Um, you know, they were days away from shooting. I feel like we would hear like. You know, this person was cast as uh, Grace, yeah. and this person would be Damian Wayne, like, or you know, we have our Barbara Gordon. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like it would be this huge announcement of all these other, but yeah. you know, but Matt is. Doing they seem these to be nowhere projects. close. 
Yeah, they seem to be nowhere close. And and I, and I've been I've been you know thinking a lot lately is as I'm I'm a huge Matt Reeves fan when it comes to like the first Planet of the Apes. That second one really didn't you know hit a home run like. Well, that he first didn't do one. the first one. He only no, did he two and this, three. His his first. Oh, okay, one okay, gotcha. The second one. Um, so gone and then War of the Planet. I didn't, I wasn't mm-hmm. a, as big as a fan of War of the Planet of the Apes, but I love John of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And I just, I don't know if he's the guy anymore. Like it just, it's just like this constant back and forth, the, 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 you know, the, you know, the tugging and the pulling and the. I mean, I'm honestly with you, by the way. Yeah, I don't know how it is that he became this Bollywood filmmaker where everyone is so attached and so excited to see his Batman. I think he's good. Yeah. But I, but there's nothing about him that's like, oh my god, I gotta have him. If he leaves, it's a, it's, it's a catastrophe. You know what I mean? So yeah, I honestly don't know how it is that he's become quite such a hyped entity in everyone's mind. I, I, I think he's a, I think he's very good. But I just, if he leaves, I'll be fine. You know, there are other people who I could see handling this very well. There, there are a number of directors that I think could handle Batman very well. Alfonso Cuarón, like oh, he. Yeah. He has always been on the top of my. Mm-hmm. It's either been uh, Ben or him. Like Matt never really was like that guy. I thought he's. A t- yeah. I think he's talented, but like it just. I don't know. There's something doesn't for me. It doesn't. It's not meshing. Like when when you say Matt Reeves' name, I don't like think man he'd make a great Batman movie. I yeah. think he'd make a good a very good Batman movie. But I'm not like when Christopher Nolan was hired. I was like, well, Memento was really good. I yep. really love Insomnia. Yeah, me too. Let's, let's give this, let's give this indie auteur kind of director, you know, a chance. And it, like we had heard, like he's going to take everything super serious. Then Christian Bale was cast, and then we got Batman Begins. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But when you know, with Matt Reeves, it's kind of like, I it just you're not seeing it. You're not hearing the music. It's not. It's. <laughs> And definitely, if he uses Michael Giacchino, so definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, I'm not a fan of his as a. I'm a. I'm a, like huge movie score nerd. So good. I have. I have all kinds of. Uh, I think I listen to movie scores more than I do like regular. So who movie. who would you tap to score uh, the Daft Punk? Really? Oh, that'd Daft be interesting. Punk? I did not know that they did film scores. You're you're rocking my world here. Um, go listen to the Tron Legacy score. Oh, I guess I would have to see Tron Legacy too. I've never seen so, it. <laughs> okay, so just watch it for the visuals and the and the and the music. I'll I'll send you okay. some links. You'll yeah. be like, this is very Batman. The soundtrack oh, probably is the best part of that that movie, but yeah, it's, mm. it's a good one. Um, nice. Uh, but it's just I don't know. This is there's something. I keep going back to. I really want Ben to direct. I just. And yeah, his, his style. After I, you know, I watched the town the other day for the first time in a couple of years. Like, damn, this yeah. is really good. I don't know. I know. There's, there's something about Matt Reeves that isn't clicking. If it, if Matt Reeves does walk away, fine. If he if he stays, fine. It's you know, there's a great line in uh, True Lies where Charlton Heston says, you know, this really not blowing my skirt up, guys. <laughs> and Matt Reeves isn't doing it for me either. So, yeah. Like Kyle, what are you, like chime in here? Like what? What? What do you think? Oh, like, yeah, I'm totally in agreement. Like I, I might have actually said this before you do, but did. But I was like, I'm not. I'm not sold on him being the the director. You know, after I saw War, I was I was totally with you. I'm like, I I was not very impressed by that movie. I mean, it looked good. 
it just wasn't very entertaining to watch or anything like that. But yeah, you know, like if he walks away, it would end up just being another director that Warner Brother lets go, and it's just kind of part of the course at this point, you know. But did but would they really? Wouldn't that situation be more like wash it? Each the the parties at bay were kind of washing their hands of the situation. This yeah. isn't working out, so. I don't know. Like I, I don't like. I don't even have like a other than Alfonso Cuarón. There's not like the guy. You know, David Fincher. I'd love him to do it, but he's busy doing World War the World War Z sequel. Yeah, leave. So yeah, he's not. And then there's really no one else that I can think of. How about Either Tim not, Burton. Nice. <laughs> Zack Snyder. Oh well, you know what? I mean, maybe <laughs> with a better script, you know, I think I think he loves the character enough that he could potentially pull off a, a solo Batman where he doesn't have to deal with optimistic heroes or that sort of stuff. I think I think they need to do with with Zack Snyder. They need to say, all right, here's one hundred million dollars. Yeah. Go make the Dark Knight Returns the way you want to. Yeah. You make it rated R. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do. Hundred million dollars. We're sorry what happened with uh, BVS and Justice League. Here's here's a hundred million dollars. Just go do it. Cast it. Do whatever you yeah. need to do. And I'd be like, okay, I I could see that because, you know, three hundred and Watchmen are are adaptations of those you know these great graphic novels and yeah they still hold up and Watchmen is a masterpiece and is the most underrated comic book movie of the last twenty five years probably. Mm. And that's the thing though. I think that's his lane. I think that's where he should be. And like the, the more like the indie comic thing. Not, not that those are indie comics, but more like, you know, not the mainline stuff. You know, do do it's the, like the Watchmen type movies. Yeah. Or do like do do like the crow. Do like those kinds of like more like indie sort of on the side, grown up, gritty, R-rated type of movies. Yeah, keep him away from Superman. Please, for the love of God, keep him away from <laughs> Superman. <laughs> I'm a huge Zack Snyder fan. And if you ever listen to that. I apologize, Zach. I, <laughs> I I love Man of Steel, but there are a few things I would have not mm-hmm. done here or there. Um, so let's jump into like today's news. We we got yeah, the right. news of Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. It's gonna be you know sounds like a a pretty at least loose adaptation of the Killing Joke. He's gonna be an '80s comedian, a failed comedian. What do you what do you think of that? Are you are For you me- I have a whole lot of what is the point here going through my veins right now. You know, when I think when I hear this, you know, the idea of a Joker without a Batman that just exists in this weird sort of vacuum, I just can't seem to get over that hurdle. They could tell me any kind of interesting plot point. The fact that this is on its own and there's no Batman, and I guess it's set in the 80s, so in, in this in the DCU continuity, which takes place in present day, there really can't even be a Batman unless he's like 12. Unless they're doing something like the Gotham TV show. You know? No! Like, you know, listen, they won't, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> the fact that there's a Joker without a Batman to me is just mystifying. So, like, they, they could literally come out tomorrow and say, David Fincher's gonna direct it for some reason. And uh, we got, you know, uh, who we got Daft Punk to score it, and you know they could put together the A-list team, and I would still be like, why are we making this movie? So like that—that's just kind of my thing. I can't get over the fact that I don't think this is wise. Uh, I think it's going to confuse the audience. 
I think the fact that there's still actively a Jared Leto Joker who's supposedly going to pop up at some point, probably in Suicide Squad 2 or maybe even in the Matt Reeves Batman. Who knows what they're going to do with him? But like we're going to have two cinematic Jokers who I just I think it's they're they're muddying the waters at a time when clarity should be their modus operandi. Right now they need a clarity of vision. Right now they need to rehabilitate the brand. Pushing into production some standalone Joker movie no one asked for is not the way they're going to write the ship here. <laughs> is that about sum it up? Well said. What, what are your thoughts? Because we haven't talked about this. It's been a minute. Oh, yeah. Ever since I first heard the, the rumors of there being some sort of a standalone Joker kind of thing, I was just like, we, we don't need this. This is this is pointless. <laughs> I love the Joker. He's probably my, my favorite antagonist of all time, but it's like... I don't want to see a whole movie about it if there's like no connections to this pre-existing universe or no connection to a Batman yeah. or anything like that. I mean, like short Joker-focused stories do work in comic books, but that's that's not a movie kind of material. It's I don't I don't think it works for a movie. And the, and the the people that they have involved, you know, Todd Phillips, uh, he's he's had some hits. He's definitely had some misses. So yeah, um, it's. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not feeling it. I feel like they could use that hundred million dollars, you know, to you know, green light Man of Steel too. Yeah, how about that? Why can't we continue with that? I mean, Henry Cavill is going to be. I, I feel like Henry is a a pretty big star right now, but once Mission Impossible comes out, he's going to be. Yeah. Like the like I wouldn't say the next Chris Pratt, but he's going to have a huge summer mm -hmm. with that yeah. movie coming out. Um. Yeah. What? Why? What is the? Thi I don't. I just don't get it. Like, yeah, the Joker is, you know, the probably the number one comic book baddie, but we haven't earned this film yet. Like, it, it. it we it haven't earned it. And I always go back to the Dark Knight, that great speech that he says when he's like dangling upside down, basically kind of how like they need each other, how like you know they they are like you know they they are each other's counterbalance. And I, I really, I do love that thought of, you know, when I think of the Joker and Batman, I, I love that element that like, there's almost like they're two sides of the same coin in some twisted way. And this, yeah, I just, I can't see a Joker movie without a Batman in it. It just, I don't get it. And the only thing that I try to think of that gets me, helps me sleep at night because it's that serious. No, it's not that serious. But, <laughs> you know, I'm like, if they could create some sort of backdoor here where this is some sort of weird prequel and they want to establish the idea that like there there have been many jokers and joker gets passed on you know like i it would be interesting if like maybe this was the first guy who put on the makeup but then eventually you know the, the jared leto version is the one who inherits the moniker like i don't know i just that's the only way i could ever try to think of this as being okay is if it's some sort of indirect prequel all right, let's bring back the rumor that it's it's Robin that's turned into the Joker. We're going to bring it back. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, why not? Anything to justify this terrible decision. It's it's it I feel like they're they're making decisions to make filmmakers happy, which is the exact opposite of what the Marvel brand's doing. They're like, yeah. "We don't need you to do we, we're going to do you either on board or you're not on board." And yeah. they're they're I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. It's like, are are they just trying to make Martin Scorsese happy? Because this, you know, he's not even directing the movie. Now, if he was yeah. directing the movie... Yeah, you know, no, it's a yeah. different thing. Mm -hmm. now, you know what? A gangster film set in the 80s, directed by Martin Scorsese. 
You got my 12 bucks. Oh, yeah. Starring Joaquin Phoenix, you got my 12 bucks. Uh, yeah. I'm not for that. Yeah. But Todd Phillips, I mean. Yeah, you know, that's not that, that's not blowing up my skirt, like you said. <laughs> Charlton Heston's not happy either. You know, his cold, dead hands, he's not happy. <laughs> um, oh, man. I just, there, we're, we're, here we are. It's 2018. And every time that I think that they're doing something good, they, they are like, nope, hold up. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're DC now, guys. We can't give you everything good. And that's the thing, though, too. I swear, like, this Joker bit is the only thing that messes with my optimism. Because in general, I feel like, you know, I, you know, I'm I'm hoping you know I, I have high hopes for Aquaman, and then I know we're gonna you know follow it up with Shazam, which I also have a lot of you know I, I have good feelings and good you know good juju for. Uh, then Wonder Woman two with Patty Jenkins returning and Gal Gadot back, like you know I can't wait to see that. So I feel like with those three movies in a row, DCU you know the DCU can be back in in, in good graces, could be off and running, and I feel like you know we, we'd be in a very good place. But now we have this Joker movie in the middle of it that to me just kind of throws off all of that good karma. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what they're going for there. I don't know who thinks it's a good idea. But I feel like this is not the time for that. This is the type of thing where, like, maybe in another 10 years when everything is going really smoothly and it's a well-oiled machine and the and the audiences have embraced you and everything's going great, that's when you can kind of start tweaking things like this. Ah, let, you know, let, let's throw in a Joker movie just for fun. Well, it would make more sense, too, if they gave it to someone who was already involved. Like, mm -hmm. it goes back to, like, why not give this move to Zack Snyder? Make it Dark Knight Returns. It's a one-shot thing. It's be three hours. There'll be awesome slow-motion <laughs> sequences. Batman jumping, you know. But they... And, you know, look at the last few days with Shazam. It's like they're not even releasing official stills. We're seeing Shazam for the first time. By leaked cell phone pictures. I don't, yeah. It, 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 it defies all logic, especially when you have uh, David Sandberg saying that they have an official picture lying around. And he's sad. He's like, you know what? Well, you're probably going to, you're first, you're probably going to see Shazam first, you know, online, some leaked photos. Well, why don't you just preemptively hear? Here's our first photo of, yeah. you know, Zachary Levi as Shazam. And then I, I saw a rumor, people were DMing me today. Justin, have you heard the news? Like, WB isn't so hot on Zachary Levi. It's like, <laughs> I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, maybe that's true. But, or maybe they think, like, man, we have Zachary Levi to sell this movie. Can we get Wonder Woman? Hey, can Wonder <laughs> Woman be in this movie? Can we get Superman? What about Batman? Yeah, I mean, Batman I mean, be in this movie? He is somewhat of a risk because it's not like he's an A-lister. He's not some household name. His biggest thing is Chuck, which got canceled like 17 times you know, before it finally ended. You know, so he is kind of a gamble, but um, right. yeah, I don't know. I think he's a decent actor. Like, I mean, it looks like he got j -j 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 jacked yeah. <laughs> for this movie. I was like, whoa. And people are like, there's Patty. I was like, whoa, that's not yeah. Patty. I don't know. It's just like it, it's they're they're shooting themselves in the foot unnecessarily, and you know the, that blood's trickling to the fans. Yeah. Like we're we're getting the blowback from that. Where we see stills today of and like great stills of Marvel's Infinity War. Like, yep. It's just it's just 
it's like who's doesn't it hurt doesn't it hurt as a dc fan to see what marvel's put together in 10 years you know what i mean like the how it just this entire universe with all of this success and all of this you know and so there's so many different layers to it you have your veteran actors you have your new up-and-comers you have characters that are transitioning their way out characters that are now rising to prominence it's this like flourishing living breathing thing that franchise now and like you know they're they're kicking it into all kinds of new gears and here dc is still trying to get out of the gate you know what mm -hmm. i mean it's like wow it's it's like they step foot out of the gate and they're like, nope, it's too, the sun's shining too much over here. Let's let's go do something fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like almost every single decision they make, I feel like is almost a step backwards. It's like, no, no, just just do this. Like it's the obvious thing to do. But you're just like, you're like, oh, we're gonna do this. Actually, we're changing our mind. Okay, we're doing this. Actually, we're changing our mind. Like just, just commit to something. Let's let's just get this going. And that's why, yeah, and that's why I think like they, you know, I said it on the on my last podcast. That like they need to they need to just give in and hire a guy who is the central brain, and I'm not, I'm not the only person who has been saying it. I I go yeah, absolutely, and I know I'm far from the last person to say it, but the you know the the big difference is they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, right? They want to be filmmaker driven, but they also want to have a shared universe, and I feel like you can't have the shared universe without that one person there as the architect to consult and keep the whole thing together. You know, so I feel like they need to just give up on this idea. You know, the, I mean, I know that hurts some people's feelings. You know, they, they, they love the whole filmmaker-driven idea in concept. But if you want a shared universe, if you want this thing to flourish where these characters can interact and co-mingle, uh, we get a big Justice League movie every couple of years and we get a Flashpoint thing and we get a world's finest thing. You know, the only way we're going to get any of that is if there's one cohesive vision, one person who is like has to approve the scripts and has to make sure that everyone's on the same page. But they refuse to do that. They refuse to. They have. The, they make their movies by committee. You know, even before all this mess with Batman v Superman, I remember reading like the, like the interviews of what was you know about their production, and it sounded like you know it was Snyder, it was Deborah Snyder, it was Charles Roven. Like, like there was a collective of names calling shots. Chris and Nolan. Like, no. Yeah, like you need one clear voice. One clear person who's going to say, this is the direction we're going in. Get on your boats. We're going to go. We're getting there together. And this is how, you know, I think it's they, just it's it's long overdue. They don't have it. And I submit what they need to do is stop trying to catch up with Marvel. They're two totally different brands, right? Mm -hmm. If yep. we were just to look at the history of the comic books, <clears throat> DC was developed as kind of like its own thing where Batman's in Gotham City. We have Superman and Metropolis. We have Wonder Woman and Themyscira. You know, they work better alone. And then they would team up, you know, periodically. You know, you had Flash from Central City. Those characters work better alone. Like, they are kind of doing their own thing. They had their own family. Like, like look at how Flash is doing. Like, Flash works really great when he, like, if you watch the Flash TV show, which is pretty good. If you watch that, like, he works really good with, he's kind of, like, in Central City doing his own thing. And then, like, every once in a while, you'll see Supergirl pop in, Superman pop in. They do their infinite whatever crisis. What I can't remember what was a couple months ago. But what Marvel, they were, you know, Marvel was, you know, a brand that kind of, everyone was in New York. They all kind of, like, always teamed up together. You know, Spidey, Iron Man, X-Men. They were always, like, a family kind of oriented kind of a thing. And DC doesn't recognize, okay, well, here's what how 
our characters to work, but let's not go with what how they were created in the first place. Let's just let's just throw money at it and see if we can catch up to make those billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. That's not how this thing works. It's not. Yeah. You have to understand your characters, you have to understand your IP, and you have to understand of putting if you want to catch up to to DC, I mean if you, DC wants to catch up to Marvel, you got to earn it. You have to put out Man of Steel. You got to put out, you know, your solo Wonder Woman movie. You got to put out your solo Batman movie. You got to put out Flash and then, you know, seeding things here and there. You don't have to, you know, I I feel like they're afraid that well, we don't want to be, you know, thought of as, you know, Marvel Jr. Well, then yeah. don't don't be so interconnected. But you know, I, your, and I also feel thing. like but, but I also feel like the tones of the movies will differentiate it also. Right. You know what I mean? Because like Man of Steel and Wonder Woman were both they were both very like grandiose and serious and hard hitting. And they had a lot of you know interesting ideas. You know, they, they, they went for in ways that Marvel you know, refuses to because they, they like to play it very safe. So I feel like you know they could pull this off just by having these standalone things, just like like even so. In other words, like what you said, if they had like solo movie, solo movie, solo movie, then a Justice League or whatever they built to it, you know, I don't think it would feel the same as the MCU because the tone is so different, the 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 look and the feel is so different. You know, I I agree. It's it's like you like you said, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, but. I just, for me anyway, I don't know how what Kyle. I mean, we've we've talked back and forth about this at not ad nauseum, but you know maybe maybe just going back to having Wonder Woman. I, I really liked how they did Wonder Woman. You know they had like Bruce. Okay, so they had that like card that letter from Bruce. You know if they would have had Bruce Wayne in the movie, that would have been fine. Um, I just I don't know. Like it just isn't the way that they're going isn't working. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, like it doesn't seem like it should be that hard. Like it does. Yeah. It's like I don't know. If you were running the studio, what would you do? What's your first order of business? My Mark? first order of business is I tap Jeff Johns to be the the, the central head of operations. You Thank know, he has to look. Yeah, he has to look over all the scripts. He has to make sure there's a cohesion of vision. That doesn't mean all the movies have to be the same, mm-hmm. but it has to mean that like you know we're all heading in a similar direction here. You know, that would be my first step. Um, and that's it. I, I would only get directors on board who are willing to be team players who know like, OK, listen, yes, you get to you, know, you get to make your movie and you get to have fun with this character. But, you know, you have to know that this character is part of a larger tapestry that we're building here. So, you get, you know, you have to stick with, with within certain confines and you got to be OK with that. You can't be a diva and go, well, no, I want to do it my way and I'm going to kill every villain that they encounter. And I want to turn this one into that. You know, what I mean, like you got to get team players here. Are, um, are you saying like there might be a filmmaker who is a diva and wants to do his own thing right now? Are you alluding to that? Is that no. what you're saying? Someone well, I mean, wants to cast his own Cape Crusader? <laughs> and huh. seems to be taking his sweet time and holding certain things hostage? Hmm. hmm. I've heard that for like the last eight months. Yeah. Interesting. I have no yep. idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Hey, but... And now it's just so you know, it's finally starting to leak over into the public sphere now. So people are starting to learn what's up. I wonder if fans are going to start to sour on Reeves if if things continue on this path. Well, um, 
I don't, I don't know how to put this. <laughs> Let's just say that I had a dream. Okay. Oh. I had a dream once. It was a couple weeks ago. And in the dream, I had this little bird come to my windowsill. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and the bird said that Matt Reeves did not want Ben Affleck as Batman. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That, that bird spoke pretty good English. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had I had it, a, it was I, a dream. It was a dream. So I had a, well, it wasn't the nightmare sequence from BVS. <laughs> <laughs> the but, uh, nightmare sequence. Yeah. <laughs> but like. If if you hire someone to do a job, obviously they want like a certain amount of control, but yeah, you already have like Tom Brady, like right, like Ben Affleck. A lot of people like him; they think he's the greatest <laughs> yeah. of all time. Yeah, why would you bench Tom Brady? Well, what see, here's the thing. So I'm getting the sense that you guys are big Affleck proponents. You want you want his Batman tenure to continue, right? I, I want it to. I think we want it to continue as long as he wants to do. Yeah, it. I was gonna say yeah. I want whatever that, Ben wants. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, you're on a first name basis with him. That's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we go. We go way back. <laughs> way back. Yeah. Um, you see, here's the issue, though. I I don't know that. I I, I uh, my hunch tells me. That if Affleck were like willing to stick around for a long time and fully into this process and not trying to actively get the hell out of there, Reeves would probably want to work with him. But remember, he he came onto this project at a time where at with everything with Affleck was just drama. Everything was turmoil. Right. You know what I mean? There was all kinds of stuff going on in his personal life. There was all the the sort of clash between him and the studio because they were trying to rush this film into production, and he kept saying. Listen, there's, you know, there's, uh, there's no script yet. It's not ready, and he was getting frustrated but because we'll he give felt you guys like studio space. You can do it at the studio. We're let's start designing. Yeah, we're doing stuff. everything they could, but meanwhile, you know, he he's like he's ringing alarm, saying, "Guys, this isn't ready. I I don't want to do this this way. Stop rushing me." So it's like so. Rat, you know, Reeves came in at a time where Affleck wanted nothing to do with any of this anymore. So that's probably where he kind of got it into his head. Like, listen, I don't want to deal with a guy who has one foot out the door. I want to work with someone who wants to be here and is going to be here with me for the long haul. You know what I mean? So that's why, like, it, when it comes to that, I will defend Reeves because I really just kind of get the sense. If you look at the timeline of things, he came in at a time where the Affleck Batman thing was just a pure shitstorm. So he probably just, you know, he just he walked into it going, I don't, you know, this guy is bad news. He's on his way out. So out with the old, in with the new. I'm 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 positive that if things were going very well and you know there was no drama with Justice League and there was no personal stuff going on between him and the studio and all that other stuff, and Affleck was like, Yeah, I can do Batman for another 10 years. Reeves would be making a movie with Affleck now, or Affleck would be directing. But you know when you, oh, yeah. when you when you rush your you know his Live by Night, which he wanted to make like what for, from what I was told he wanted to make Live by Night like his Citizen Kane, yeah. and then they rush him to complete that so he can go off and finish BVS or Justice League. I can't, like the timelines yeah. kind of get mi mixed mismatched. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, I see where he's coming from. I see where Reeves is coming from. Maybe both of them just need to walk away from the table. And we need a fresh set of eyes to look at this situation and say, okay, 
I need to step in. Let me mediate. You want this. You want that. Maybe maybe it's best if both of you guys just walk away. We'll hire someone else. We'll get Jake Gyllenhaal. We'll get Army Hammer. We'll get any, you know, like this can be its own thing. Yeah. But but that's just not how it's going to. No. That's not how it's going to happen. So. And that's the thing, too. I feel like things have changed since he got the job because I feel like. You know, back around the time that he you know, he signed he signed on that dotted line, yeah, there was still a lot of uncertainty. You know, they knew Justice League was a problematic film, and they were getting ready to do all those changes. You know that you know because he got the job in February, and things really sort of hit the fan around that same time. February, March is when they started. You know, they they brought in Whedon to rewrite things, and they knew that Justice League was going to be an issue for them. So when they gave Reeves his deal, they may have like said, you know what, you know, maybe you can just completely do your own thing and we're going to completely leave you alone. But then somewhere along the way, as you can see, the studio is sort of like, no, well, you know, we do want the shared concept to still work. We, we've already invested in this. We're, all, we're already waist deep into this thing. So Reeves, yeah, hey, Matt, would you mind still just kind of playing ball with us and, and collaborating? And now he's like, wait a minute. You didn't say I had to collaborate. You said I could do whatever I want. And I think that's also maybe part of what's going on, the, the discussions that are taking place now. Right. And it's holding everything else up. Having this one guy, you know, and it, it, it'd be one thing if I felt like I'm, I'm no insider. I, you know, I, I hear things, you know, it may be true, may not be true. I never really post anything, blah, 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 long story short. But it seems like him holding him holding it up would be okay if he, I felt like he was actively working on the project. But yeah. when you have your hand in like five or six other cookie jars, mm -hmm. are you giving that thing the right amount of attention? Yeah. Are you truthfully, like, are you working as hard as you can? Are you working with Chris McKay to say, hey, let's do an open casting call for Dick Grayson? All right, mm -hmm. let's find let's find you know uh, a Batgirl director. Let's cast Batgirl. Let's get her. Let's get Batgirl director. Let's hire a female. Let's 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 figure this yeah. out. Let's work on this. And that's but why I don't think it's a coincidence, by the way, that all these rumors are popping up at the same time that all these new fresh stories about Reeves projects keep popping up. You know, I feel like even the studio is taking note. Like, bro, every time I go online, you're you you have something else going on. What's going on with our Batman movie? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that all this stuff is happening at the same time. It's it's crazy. It's just like, and they, and, you know, shame on Warner Brothers. They should have said, like, we'll give you the time that you need. But if you haven't done, if you, if we haven't figured something out within, like, the next three years, see yeah. you later. Because yep. money is being spent. Mm -hmm. Right? Money's being spent. Well, leaving so money Kyle. on the table. Kyle, what's what's so funny? You're laughing here. Sorry, it was just side thing. Never mind. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You're just like, or they're like chuckling there. Like you're like, <laughs> pay, pay, pay to mind to me. I'm I'm, in, I'm enjoying this whole thing. Um. <laughs> okay, so did we talk about Shazam suit? Was that something that we talked about? Nah, not yet. No. Um. Okay. We, so we spoke about the leaked pictures, but not specifically the suit. Okay, so Kyle, thoughts on the suit? Um, uh, definitely looks like it may not be the final suit. At least I hope it's not the final suit. It could use a little work, maybe. Looks a little, okay. Looks a little rough. <laughs> okay, would you but it, it is a leaked photo. It's maybe you know, obviously, like on official film with like maybe some CGI work or something would be fine. But it's not there yet for me. 
I mean, clearly CGI works when you like you remove mustaches, so they'll be oh, fine. Yeah. It, wor- it worked great for uh, Justice League. So yeah. If they can remove a mustache, they can fix that suit. What do you? Why don't you like about it, Kyle? I don't know. It just it just kind of looks kind of plain, kind of boring. It's not popping out for me. Maybe well, that's gotta, maybe that's the intention, but I'm, I'm not wild by it. Um, you gotta admit though, he does look pretty damn good. He looks jacked. He's pretty jacked. Yes, he does. <laughs> he, it looks like he could take on Black Adam. I tweeted that. I was like, hey, Dwayne Johnson, do you think you could take on uh, <laughs> Zachary yeah, Lee? Maybe. Um, Pretty close. <laughs> but too bad that he's not going to be in this movie because that makes sense. You know, you get the yeah. like, the, the big villain for, uh, you know, Shazam's like biggest villain is Black Adam. But, you know, let's just shoot him over into Suicide Squad, too. <laughs> and make him the villain in Man of Steel, too. But that's a whole. What a terrible chapter. idea, by the way. The Suicide Squad 2 thing is horrendous. It, it would be repeating the same mistake that David Ayer already admitted that he made with the first one by making the threat way too large scale. It should have been something more intimate. These are more humanistic characters. You can't be going to something somewhat some sort of demigod. And in Black Adam, like, come on, we're we're going there again. If if the if the plot of the movie is take Black Adam, you know, we have him in this like truck, and we have to get him from point A to point B, kind of like a, like a Mad Max kind of feel. I could I could live with that. But if at the end of the film we're seeing like Captain Boomerang fight Cap Black Adam, ooh, mm. <laughs> ooh, yeah, no. You ooh, um, Mario. What are your thoughts on the Shazam suit? See here, I, I'm the I'm the polar opposite. I actually am really digging what I'm seeing. I mean, I didn't at first, but some of the newer shots that came out today, where you see it on you know front on, I'm actually digging the hell out of it. I think he looks great. I mean, I, I from certain angles, the uh, the muscular enhancements look a little bit you know wonky. Um, but remember, everyone has the muscle suit. Remember that, that like that, that's something that like some people are forgetting as they discuss this. Even Henry Cavill, who's insanely well built, you know, he had a sculpted muscle suit under the. You know, the, the designer has already revealed that. Like that's just known. Even Ben Affleck, who was a fucking monster in Batman v Superman, he had some enhancements on his suit. You know, those enhancements are just there to you know because you can't show muscle definition through spandex, you know, through uh, that like you know that thick crazy material. So anyway, so yes, in certain shots, the muscle add-on, you know, the, what looks a little wonky, but overall, I think he looks great. I, I tweeted about it shortly before we uh, we did the show tonight. Uh, that like this, he looks like Shazam. This is Shazam. So I'm I'm actually like over the moon. And on top of that, seeing it up close, like the texture on the suit and seeing how it's almost sort of Man of Steel-ish, you know, so almost like Superman and Batman suit. It has a real sort of textured thickness quality to it. I like that because it shows like a cohesion of vision there when it comes to the designs of the costumes. So no, I actually could not be happier with the suit. I like it. I like the colors of it. I have my issue is with the lightning bolt like chest piece that yeah. looks a little like Power Rangery to me. Mm. Like you know the White Ranger, he's got like that. Yeah, yeah, shirt. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it, I'm like. Uh, you know, take that magic <laughs> marker that you use to erase Henry Cavill's mustache, <laughs> and let's go in and there like magic marker that up a little bit. <laughs> mm. I don't know. To me, it, it looks it looks very close to the source material. Yeah, too. I agree. It's just that if I was I like blew up the thing, you know, made it look as big as on my iMac. I was like, I'll, I'll mm. say this though: it looks better than a lot of the costumes from Suicide Squad. Yeah, 
I mean, that's not difficult. Those Damn. are the great at a, a thrift shop for the, the, the their costume department. <laughs> right. Was just a bunch of like hand-me-downs and rags. We, we went down to the Goodwill and got these costumes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what David Ayer was thinking. And I love David Ayer, by the way, but oh. Um, well, I mean, I love him too, but I don't think he's making Gotham City Sirens. Oh, no, definitely <laughs> not. I, I feel like anyone's still waiting on that. Like, they're not, you know, they're not in touch with reality. We have to go check on them. Because, like, remember the, the comments he was making at Comic-Con, too, about Bright, where he was talking about, like, some bullshit PG-13 thing, whatever? Like, he, he's only made one PG-13 movie ever, and that's Suicide Squad. Yeah. Obviously, he's referring to that experience. He sounded like a guy who's not looking to work with DC or Warner Brothers again anytime soon. He, he acted like he went through a bad divorce and yeah. he was blaming the mom for everything. She yeah. did it. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. her uh, fault. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. That I, I, I'm looking for like I'm I'm looking forward to Shazam. I hope that he puts the hood over at some point. Yep. Um, I hope we see like lightning bolts through it. I mean, I think it's gonna look better than the Green Lantern suit. Whoa, did I just say that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um let's let's before we wrap this up, because I know we got it's it's a it's midnight yeah. where you guys are. Um flashpoint. Do you Great. think that is gonna actually happen as a flashpoint film or do you think it's just going to be a flash movie? Uh, see, yeah, this is a pure hunch for me. I, I haven't heard anything to this, you know, to to you know to validate this, but I get the sense it's becoming just the Flash again. I don't think it's going to be the team up thing anymore. I think they hired the people who made Spider Man Homecoming, you know, who wrote Spider Man Homecoming because they want to tell a similar sort of solo tale about Barry Allen. I, I you know, ba based on game night and based on what we've seen uh, Daly and Goldstein do, I don't know that, like, you know, their resume screams, oh, yeah, th these are the people to give a huge crossover storyline with Wonder Woman and Batman and with all these huge ramifications on the universe. Like nothing that they've done screams that they're the men for that job. You know what I mean? They seem perfectly capable though of doing like a nice solo flash adventure. So I I firmly believe it's gonna revert back to the flash some point soon. And you know if if we're if we're looking at like kind of like the tea leaves, whenever they whenever they talk about the Flash movie and whatever the studio like, hey, you know, we we they, they signed the deal with Flash for Flash. It's never it was never like the last couple articles I've seen. It's been Flash it has been Flashpoint. Yeah. So, and as I I do want I was hoping for a Flashpoint directed by Bob Zemeckis, but mm -hmm. then again, it's it's Warner Brothers. <laughs> but also, but don't you think it's too soon to you? Know, someone oh, on my absolutely. site wrote an editorial, and I totally agree. Like, it's too soon for Flashpoint. You know, the, the, that actually would have been another sort of BVS situation where we're like shotgunning. You know, we're we're racing right into what should be a seminal moment in the Flash's arc. You know what I mean? So I just feel like as as cool as it would have been, even with Bob Zemeckis, like it would have been, you know, fairly incredible, I think. I just think it's it's too soon. We need to like get to know Barry's world and establish everything about him and his villains and how all that works before you go to this seismic event. I agree. And I, I think that they got the right person to play 
uh, the Flash and like the upcoming. Well, maybe we'll have a couple sequels now. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> maybe they maybe they do shut the universe down for a couple years. I don't know. Uh, like, no, no. We'll we'll see what happens. I don't. I hope not. I really I do like Ezra Miller, and I will be. I'm gonna be get hate for this, but I do like the Danny Elfman score of the Flash in Justice League. Mm. I thought that was well done. Yeah, I, I can come with you there. I I was really not fond of of uh, most of the score. But yes, his the, the flash moments were pretty strong. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm definitely sending you some uh Daft Punk stuff. I'm like, definitely ready uh, for that. Yeah, can we hire these guys? Just build a <laughs> Batman movie around the score. Just do that. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I think that's gonna let's wrap this up. I think we've talked about everything that is common knowledge. Oh, one last thing. Green yeah. Lantern. Do you do you think we're gonna get Christopher McQuarrie, Green Lantern. I mean, right now, popped up like two yeah, years ago. It, it really does sound like there was an offer made at one point, but it fell apart. So, you know, it, it, which is unfortunate. But then again, you know, there have been other directors who like they've kind of come and gone from negotiation. So who knows? Maybe he's back in and that's why the rumor came you know, you know, surfaced uh, earlier in the week. But, you know, from everything I'm hearing – it either is like it, – it's either not happening or there was an offer for it and it fell through. You know I mean? It, it was turned down. But I don't know. Yeah, like just, just like with Matthew Vaughn is kind of still in the running for man of, you know, for a Superman movie. You know, sometimes directors have a way of coming back into the picture here. So maybe maybe Macquarie's back in. I don't know. I, I, I would love to see it happen, but I'm starting to just feel like it's, it's, uh, it's we're not going to see it. Is Matthew Vaughn though the Superman? Is he your guy? He's not. No, my... no, not at all. My my Superman, you know, pick would be Brad Bird. I'm a Brad Bird guy. Ghost Protocol, The Incredibles. I would love to see what he would do with it. I uh, agree. I, I like that. I, I think Patty Jenkins for me. I think that she loves yeah. this on her Superman movie. Let her finish Wonder Woman two. Let her just segue right into superman and you'd have a female director take on the world's largest superhero movie like superman's the cream of the crop yeah like, like he's the most powerful superhero in the dc well you know lobo's pretty yeah. strong so um and was that it? Oh, Lobo. Do you think Michael Bay is going to be directing Lobo? Because I don't think so. Yeah, he he just announced <laughs> a new project, and I, I honestly, I mean, I, I I just I don't see the Lobo thing happening. But one kicking one circling back to Superman for a second. Um, you mentioned Patty Jenkins. I actually have even higher aspirations for her. Not that you know you Justice League. That. Yeah, I would love to see her do if you know if and when they get to a second Justice League. How bold and incredible would it be to have her there as the director? Yeah, female director to what would be a, you know this epic, colossal event. You know what I mean? I feel like that's that's the that's the next DC job. I'd love to see her get after Wonder I, Woman. I you know I am going to tailor my answer around yours that is what i want now I w I, i'm gonna use that and say that i thought of that idea but you, you can have it it's fine there's no evidence of it anywhere that i said it nope um oh and oh and by the way my absolute like dream which would never ever happen similar to like how david fincher is my batman director 
you know, my 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 Superman director that'll never happen is Steven Spielberg. Believe it or not. That that actually is, was going to be my other pick too. Oh, no, okay. You're pretty good. Yeah. He I was mean, it would never to, happen, but yeah. Wasn't he in the running before Dick Donner? Like, if I remember my Superman movie history correctly, then he wanted to do Superman, but the studio didn't think he had like the directing chops or something. You see, I, I'm not sure that, that that would actually be news to me, and that would be a bit of trivia that I would love to hear, but I I, I have not heard that as of yet, but it's possible. Um damn. But then again, it actually, I don't know if you think about it. So you know, Superman came out in uh 78. Mm-hmm. By then, he'd already proven himself with uh, with Jaws, which was 75. And I, I feel like they, they would have jumped at him if he would have wanted to make it, I think. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to. It's your show. I don't want to, you know. Uh, I'm going to peruse the internet. The- <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to Wikipedia. Let's get I'm going to gonna Wikipedia this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have a Green Lantern director? Because mine is Peter Jackson. I mean, come on. It's the one ring to rule them all, the Green Lantern ring. Yeah, I, I, I honestly haven't thought of it, but let's see. Peter Jackson is an, is a fairly inspired choice. Let's see. Gun to my head, who would I go to? Well, I would say Christopher McQuarrie now, but uh, let's see. Uh, who would I want? Hmm. See, I, I, I would actually want to go to someone who just booked the Star Wars gig. I, I would love to see John Favreau handle uh, Green. Oh, that'd, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. One. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, do you but have any? He's going to be any... busy for a little while. Go ahead. Yeah, Kyle. Uh, Star Wars one stuff. director that I think I'd love to see one of these days, although right now he's really busy, so it might not happen. But it's uh, Denis Villeneuve. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Especially one of the more sci-fi themed ones, like Green Lantern. His his work on uh, Rival and Blade Runner was so fantastic. I'd love to see him take a crack at like one of those more space oriented heroes. Could you imagine if Deacons did like his director of photography for Green Lantern? <gasps> yeah, but, now, but now let's bring this conversation full circle. While we're talking Denis, how would you feel about Denis Villeneuve getting the Batman job? I I would be I would be good. I actually he has been someone that's been like floating around like the back of my head. If yeah. he were to get it, I would love it. But who would is Jake Gyllenhaal the guy? Or would he cast Ryan Gosling? I mean, well, that's Denise yeah, already I mean, directed a very good detective-oriented movie that has has him in it. So, I mean, like, it would, it would work. Well, that's the thing, by the way, in terms of the Gyllenhaal bit. Remember, Matt Reeves is the only one who wants him. So I, I've been telling people, like, if Reeves leaves, this whole Gyllenhaal bit goes with him. You know what I mean? He's the one who is the big Gyllenhaal proponent. So that's just, well, why- that's just something to keep in mind. But why can can I ask why he's the only one that's on? So of another direct, why wouldn't Jill? He's like the right age. He's he's a great actor. Why? Why? I mean, I don't know that he's like the prototypical thing you picture when you think of Batman. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. Who knows? Maybe the next director could pop in and and say, I want Jake too. But in this particular scenario, it's Reeves who's been championing him. It's Reeves who, you know, there were three actors who he met with and Gyllenhaal was the one that he wants to give the role to. You know what I mean? So I have a feeling that if Reeves leaves, so does a Gyllenhaal bit, unless they coincidentally, the next director also happens to be a Gyllenhaal fan. Oh, I mean, I could I could argue, though, that was Christian Bale, was he the, the prototypical actor? If we were to take away American Psycho, was Christian Bale the prototypical actor to play Batman, Chris Nolan's first Batman? I don't know. 
I don't think yeah. so. If, if he would never have done American Psycho, I would have never seen that. I would never, I would never have been like that guy could play a Bruce Wayne. But I saw Jill. What's that movie? I always he's like the photographer. Like, what's that one? He's Nightcrawler. Yeah. Yes. Nightcrawler is an incredible movie. And that's where I saw it. I was like, ooh, he could play either the Joker or Batman. But that's what I yeah. thought of Christian Bale when I saw American Psycho. I was like, he'd make a really good Joker, or he could play Batman. So, yeah. But back to uh, Denae Villeneuve. I always pronounce his name <laughs> incorrectly, so I apologize, sir. Um, yeah, I think I think he could do it. I, but I don't think if you get a d- director of that caliber. He's got to do Batman Beyond. <laughs> yeah. Take all my money. I'm a, hu- I'm a huge Batman Beyond fan. Like, he, like, if you get him, just, that's, that's a perfect, that's a perfect way where you can bring in Michael Keaton again, or, you know, whoever. Oh, imagine that. Oh, that'd be amazing. You I don't get know. Get Clooney, just for fun. Get Clooney. Why not? I'm not, against, like- I'm not against it right there. I like, I like Clooney too. I think that he was just given a bad Batman movie. Yeah. I I could almost see him, I could see him do it. And uh, if Snyder, Zack Snyder wanted to do uh, Dark Knight Returns, you know, Ben Affleck didn't want to do Batman anymore. Get Mel Gibson. Oh wow, <laughs> that's yeah, that's an interesting. Did you choice. think about Mel Gibson just jacked, just the old crazy Bruce Wayne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the mustache, he shaves it off. It'd work. Yeah. But by, by, by the way, though, I do think one of the other issues, though, with Gyllenhaal, and I, I, I that's the thing, I love Gyllenhaal, so I, I don't want to sound like I'm down on him, but like if another director were to come in or whatever, I just feel like since they do seem to be going for some sort of uh, continuation of what we've seen, I don't know that Gyllenhaal really matches up at all to Ben Affleck in terms of like the physicality and his presence on the screen. So I would almost feel like a director who steps in, who knows that this is supposed to be the same Batman as, as Affleck would, you know, would feel some sort of, you know, desire to cast someone who could, you know, just visually there, there, there's a similarity there. There's a common, there's a commonality. Gyllenhaal, I think is like 5'11 or something. And he's just, he doesn't doesn't look, you know, he doesn't have the same presence as Affleck. But he does look like the Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, uh, Mm -hmm. Bruce Wayne Mm -hmm. from Zero Year. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, So I've been, I was a John Hamm proponent for many years, and then I I saw Nightcrawler. I was like, he's he's my pick. If like if they had to recast, Ben Affleck said, "F F D C. I'm gonna go. You know, I'm gonna go make Vertigo movies. I'd be like, get get Jake (laughs) Gyllenhaal." I want to, Ben Affleck's like, I want to be Spawn. Yeah. And by um, the way, just about the ham thing, not not to uh, dampen anyone's spirits, but because I asked about that a lot since he you know, he he was popping up very often on, on on wish lists and whatever. From what I hear, he was not one of the three people Reeves was looking at, and it's all been basically completely fan driven. The whole John Ham thing is a fan driven campaign that he hasn't been seriously looked at for this go around, as Reeves has been looking to you know get his own Batman in place. You're welcome, world. That was me. It, oh, yeah, that was you. <laughs> it actually did become kind of a meme around our show here, but Justin wanted to get John Hamm on in there. I wanted <laughs> to cast John Hamm as the shark in Jaws. <laughs> you you <laughs> did. <laughs> well, but then I, you I would, would love. Uh, 
No, you, you would love one of my co-hosts on my other podcast, The Revengers, because his name is Brett, and Brett is obsessed with John Hamm, and on this week's episode, he kind of pulled to that, where he was suggesting Hamm for everything, for Batman, for Superman, for Green Lantern, like he wants to see Hamm play Wonder Woman, if possible, so I think you guys would get along very well. <laughs> he is really powerful in the town, and I actually want to pivot him towards Harvey Dent, Two-Face. Okay, you know what? That I would totally be all in on. Yep. Um, trying to think, was that? I we keep saying, is there anything else? And we yeah. keep going on. Um, I think that's where can we find you on social media? You could find me on the Twitter at uh, i underscore am underscore mfr. Um, and then you know I've got other handles like for the websites. I don't know if you mentioned revengeofthefans.com. Uh, you know, the L Fanboy podcast, the Revengers podcast. There's a lot of different ways you could find me. But uh, to kind of get a direct line to me is, you know, I underscore am underscore MFR. Are you on Instagram or are are uh, yeah, but I, don't, I, I mean, if you want to see pictures of my kids, you can go on Instagram <laughs> and it's MFR Picks, P I X, MFR Picks. If you I, want, I, you know. I just didn't know if you had like L Fanboy podcast on Instagram or yeah, anything. Yeah, no, I, I probably should get in on that, but my Instagramming stuff is like, oh, look at this pretty building I found. Look at my daughter, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's nothing all that exciting, but you know, it's um, there. So that's going to be it for episode 110. Thank you, Mario, for coming on. It's always a good time to listen to you. Make sure that you check out his L Fanboy podcast. He always has awesome guests on. He, he does a really kick-ass job at it. We really enjoyed speaking with him about all things, you know, DC Universe tonight. Basically, it wasn't as much of a Batman podcast. It's just us trying to catch up to all, like, the recent DC news. You know, we, we've been away for a little bit so we haven't been able to talk about um you know the joker stuff so that was cool you know was there anything else that you wanted to talk about kyle before we kind of get to our uh faithful patrons on from patreon if there is something i cannot think of what it is at this time we were pretty thorough during this show so i think we think we have a pretty uh good range of stuff there Honestly, I kind of felt rusty doing this episode tonight. I don't know about <laughs> you, Kyle, but I felt I felt a little rusty, and you know that just means we got to do more of these episodes. So if if I came off as rusty, I you know greatly apologize. I definitely feel it tonight. Maybe it's because I've only been getting like three or four hours of sleep a night. You know, been doing this you know teaching thing, which I'm basically in grad school to do this. So a lot of late nights, a lot of writing of papers and grading of papers and all that nonsense. But we're going to get back to the swing of these things. I, I'm pretty much free for the next couple of weeks, maybe next month or two before I got to start applying for those and taking those interviews. So that's we have we have some cool guests coming on in the future. Don't want to spoil that. But if you're a patron, I might send you a nice uh, a nice little uh direct message on twitter if you want to know definitely definitely hit that up so we want to thank those uh patrons to our patreon we have cedric ramos again thank you so much man you're family to us we appreciate it. and we got ali ali you're 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 such a nice guy he always he always sends me nice uh nice dms you know always sends me nice little tweets so i went through like a rough patch a couple weeks ago if Tom was on this episode, we'd be he'd be telling he'd be flipping me off. Stop talking about yourself. <laughs> um, but uh, had a little rough patch, got a little down in the dumps, whatever. 
happens to all of us, but you know, Allie was Allie and Cedric both were really, really sweet to me, and I appreciate that. I want you to know, like, I appreciate that. There are patrons from Patreon. If you are a new listener and you want to uh, contribute to that, that'd be amazing. S- simple stuff. We have really, really uh, low tiers. Dollar gets you. Dollar a month gets you. You know, shout out. Three dollars gets you this. Five dollars gets you that. It's pretty self-explanatory. Nothing, nothing too big. If you want. To you know more information, you can you know send me a direct message. You can you can tweet at me. Hey Justin, how do I do this? You can you can find uh, Kyle and ask him to. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the Kyle? Can you remind our fans, our listeners, what our Patreon um, website? Yeah, www. the uh, the best uh, way to find it is uh, you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash podcast empire network. That is the umbrella that we put all of our podcasts underneath, so you can contribute to that, and it goes towards Channel on Batman and Lords of Films and all the other podcasts that we're working on. Yeah, so make sure we do, we do that. Like we're like Kyle and I were gonna do like this Lords of Film Academy Awards edition, but we just I didn't even get to watch the Academy Awards, so that's that's the first time in like 15 years I haven't watched the Academy Awards. Uh, that's how busy I missed I it was, too, so. but I did, I did go up and uh, recap everything afterwards. I saw everything. I haven't had well. time, so. Um, I'm going to have to do that maybe this weekend. I think I have Sunday off finally. There we go. And then uh, Tom's about to have a kid, so just uh, warm little Bruce Wayne. Welcome <laughs> to Tom's Tom's uh, newborn child, which is going to be happening any day now. So It might even already have want, happened. Yep. If you if you uh, want to find us on Facebook, uh, just Shannon on Batman Podcast. We were 16,000 strong on there. Thank you to everyone who has liked our page, our Facebook page, constantly posting stuff. Try and do a little bit better. I've been away, so I haven't been able to get on it as much as I've been wanting to. Um, but I'm back and kind of I'm kind of in the swing of things. So if you want to find our want to reach out to our Twitter, that is Shailen on Bat. Uh, if you want to reach out to me on Twitter, send me a direct message. You can do that. I always answer. Um, might be a little late, but I always do answer. So, uh, you can find me at Batman Shailen and you can find Kyle on Twitter at, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at looting Kyle. You can also find me on Twitch under the same name, looting Kyle. And if, because we were mentioning it earlier, you can also find me on Instagram at looting Kyle. You're on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Do you I, post a lot? Once in a while. Usually it's just like, here's this cool nerdy thing I got. Here's. Here's this other thing I got. Oh, yeah. I think I remember you posted <laughs> a picture of, like, the snow or something a couple weeks ago. Or... I, I did do that, yeah. I was, yeah. I was pretty upset that day. Uh, and you can find <laughs> me on Instagram, Batman Shanlin, too. So that's going to be it for episode 110, which concludes the longest outro we've ever done. Thank you so much. Peace.